Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Boyd Matheson taking a day off. Marty Carpenter sitting in for him. And, you know, one of the biggest things that happened over the weekend, particularly here in Utah, had nothing to do with anything super serious. It was sports, and it was important because, you know, everyone has a, to- everyone has a side in this, it seems like. And, uh, you know, the big news was BYU broke its nine-year losing streak against the University of Utah on Saturday. Scott Mitchell is the co-host of Unrivaled on KSL News Radio. He joins us now to discuss how BYU was able to get the win. And I, I guess, Scott, thanks first of all for joining us. And second of all, do you take a Utes loss as hard now as you would have when you were playing, or does it not have quite the same sting? Well, uh, you're welcome for having me come on. And, uh, yeah, look, sports is serious. I know you said there's nothing serious going on, (laughs) but sports is very serious. This game was very serious, and one of the teams actually took it serious, and that was BYU. And uh, they they really just kind of handled Utah the whole entire game, which is very surprising. One of the things that uh, Coach Coach Whittingham prides himself on is his offense and defensive line being very, very tough and very stout and – and Utah had none of that on both sides of the of the ball. And, of course, Jaron Hall for BYU just made some amazing plays and was just, just electric. And uh, the Utes really put it – or the Cougars really put it to the Utes. Yeah, see, muscle memory, you start to say one thing, and it's the whole opposite. So, uh, you I know. know, these things <laughs> yeah. do get one down in the trenches. You know, it's it's not it's not maybe where the highlights are made, but every time you see a big run – and we saw a, a good number of big runs in the game. It's because those guys down in the trenches are doing the blocking, and BYU was winning those battles. Yeah, it, it, they they really did. And if you watch any football game, that's where it's always won and lost. I mean, the turnovers have an issue, and turnovers have played a big a big part of this rivalry for the past you know several years. And BYU's been on the on the negative end of that, and they they. Uh, you know, Utah had two turnovers, but but offense and, and defensively, those for BYU just, just really took it to Utah. I think one of the things to kind of point out is a lot of people are saying, well, should this rivalry happen? They're not in the same conference. BYU's been independent. Utah's been in the Pac-12, and there's been a feeling that Utah's kind of surged ahead as far as better talent and maybe a better team. Uh, and that's that's kind of been the case, but uh, you know, I'm just excited that I think it's it's actually turning a corner. And I'm a Utah guy, and I want Utah to win every week or every year. But when these rivalries happen, it's part of the tradition of college football. It's also really good for for the state of Utah. It's good to have these rivalries with these two teams now being in Power Five conferences. 
that that the rivalry will take on uh, I think a different dynamic a, a, a very I can be a very meaningful dynamic and it can draw a lot of national attention to the state of Utah and to to football here and and I think that's good for everybody you mentioned Jaron Hall not easy to be uh, the quarterback on any team uh, not easy to be the quarterback at BYU with the history they have there and not easy to take over uh, for a guy who was, you know, the number two pick in the NFL draft. So, what did you make of his performance, and and do you think that's that's sort of the the coming out party for him? Well, it, it, I would certainly think so. And Jaron uh, had really played to who he is, and but he didn't overdo it. Uh, you know, he was he he made the timely throws. Uh, he he managed the offense very well. They had a nice mix of of run and pass, but he was just. He was so good on third down, whether it was making a big throw, and he made some big throws on third downs and then some runs, and those runs just kill a defense. I can't even tell you how, how demoralizing it is to feel like you have a team stopped and then and then have the quarterback scramble his way out of out of a bad situation and turn it into a thirty yard gain. It's just it's it's almost heartbreaking uh for, for the defense. So he was just exceptional and and it, it feels like uh, Coach uh, Sataki uh, 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 has really got this program uh, in, headed in the right direction, and and uh, and and they're starting to create maybe some of that tradition they had when when Lavelle was there. Yeah, big win for Coach Sataki in particular. Don't you, do you think that this the same basic question, right? Do, does this it, it maybe get a monkey off of his back where he can say, "All right, now we've got one of these wins, and and it's just ready to it puts the program in a position to take that next step." When, when I was when I was at Utah, Utah hadn't beat BYU. Same thing, nine years, ten years, whatever it was, and we we won. So we know what that meant to us, what it meant to the program. Uh, and quite frankly, I've forever been identified with that. You know, you were the first one to be BYU in forever, and so yeah, it matters, and it, it it will it will mean as much to Kalani, especially in maybe this last year or so of independence, the last time that this uh, game's being played for for the next couple of years. Uh, so to to be able to win and and have bragging rights, you know, for for a while, on top of the Kalani has a lot of close relationships with Kyle Whittingham up at Utah and, and, and a lot of these coaches on both, both schools know each other. Well, none of them want to lose. And, and so to have bragging rights within that is it's huge. And, and, and it really solidifies to me, I think Kalani's position at BYU, quite frankly, I, the rest of the season could be average for BYU as far as wins and losses, but to have won this game, makes this season uh, extremely uh, special for BYU. A note, if you're a Utah fan, you just need to not have someone named Hall starting at quarterback, and Utah will be fine because it was Max Hall nine years ago, and then it was Jaron Hall uh, this, this game. So as long as there's not a Hall playing quarterback, Utah might win the game. Yeah, and so Hall could be done by 2024 anyway, and we can get right back to this rivalry. <laughs> 
Well, at least get back to Utah winning, hopefully. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get it back on the field together, and then we'll see how it goes from there. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think that this is a game that should be played every year, and uh, uh, it's one of the best rivalries in the in the whole country. And even when you see rivals that are split in conferences, you know, we're going to see this Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma and Texas both going to the SEC, but Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is kind of that state's uh, version of this. And, and are they going to keep playing once they're in separate conferences? I'm with you. I think it just makes it that much bigger of a deal because you have two teams in two separate Power power 5 conferences that get to face off with each other. It, to me, it's the no-brainer non-conference game that has to get scheduled every year. Well, and when uh, college football, the playoffs are going to expand, it's going to include teams from every single Power 5 conference, and BYU is going to be in a conference competing to win the conference and go to the college football playoffs, as is Utah. And if those two teams play each other during the season – uh, where they're competing to go to the playoffs, uh, non-conference games, strength of schedule, it'll factor into, uh, you know, your your position to get into the playoffs. And, and having two Power 5 non-conference teams play each other who are rivals, uh, that's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a really big deal. It's going to be a national story that people will talk about. And, and all that does, you know, as I was saying earlier, it's just, it's just going to bring attention right. – to Utah in general and football here in the in the state of Utah. Yeah, Scott Mitchell, co-host of Unrivaled on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for taking some time to uh, celebrate the Cougars' win with us. You're welcome, and we got Jaron Hall on our show tonight, so you don't want to miss it. All right, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, back with more on Inside Sources after this. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.